door, coming down anyway. Yeah. I'm sure the devil used that. Yeah. Yeah. But you're here tonight, and I appreciate that. It means a lot to us. I thank the Lord. He's the mother of men of God. The Lord showed up, and I'm thankful that He did. Amen. Amen. So. Uh, this is now, we're right there in the middle of the month. I appreciate, Brother Bo, I appreciate that testimony. I feel yeah. the same. I feel like we've, we've knocked a little dirt off. We've got a little bit of that out of the way that we needed to get out of the way. And I believe that we'll just now just push forward. We can get where God would have us. Amen. Amen. Yes. So I look forward to tonight to see God just show up in our hearts. Yes. Just yeah. to fill us up. I look forward to just seeing His Spirit sweep across the place tonight. Amen. So whatever it is right now, whatever it is that's a distraction, whatever it is that you're worried about, whatever you're frustrated with for just a minute, just say, Lord, I'll just let you have that. And I'd just like to draw in just for a minute. Just for a minute. Now. The louder you just praise and the louder you stay in with it, the faster this goes. I got five pages of notes in there. Amen. Amen. There's no end to it, just to be honest. I, I'm not a preacher at all. I, there's no way. Uh, Lord, just fill me up, and I'm so thankful for that. I hope you prayed before you come. I did enjoy the praise and the testifying. I enjoyed all that. Now it's time to listen and see what God might say yeah. and move. If he speaks to your heart, amen. Last night was pretty tough. And for those of you that were here, that's a pretty tough message, amen. That we have to find out whether or not we're willing to go the mile if he has to go. We have to determine whether or not we're willing to pay the cost to be the living sacrifice. And so tonight, we're going to move a little bit uh, in, in, I won't say, a different direction. Um, but a, a good direction, I believe. You turn your Bibles to the book of Mark, to the fourth chapter. Mark, fourth chapter. We've got several scripture Mark uh, in our Bibles. And, uh, if you feel led to turn, that's good. I love to hear the pages turn, but if you can't keep up, that's okay as well. Uh, I'm going to try to move quickly so that I can get all of this out. It's too good to keep in. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Y'all ready? <laughs> we get in a hurry sometime, Brother Kenna. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to wait. Just it's Bless just an anticipation. I just not y'all. Y'all just just hold on just for a moment. Let's see, God. Such an anticipation of the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if your heart feels like mine does. It's a fluttering. Because I know that he's in the room. Yeah, I know what the good word says. And I'm excited to see him move. Yes. And so I'm hoping what's over here will jump on you. I hope when it comes your way, you don't miss it. Yeah. Listen closely and see what God says. Yeah. And he said in verse number 30, and he said. Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. 
But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs, and shooteth out great branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Now often when you see the word mustard seed, your automatic reaction is to think about faith. That's another comparison that the Bible uses. But in this case, it was compared to the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to just get a hold of what the Lord showed me about that. We all know how small that little mustard seed is. It's, it's tiny. I've heard preachers preach on it many times. I, I've seen uh, pictures of it. I think uh, Brother Josh may have got, picture, uh, may have got some up one time. It's a tiny little bitty thing. It's tiny. But then it grows into something uh, that, that could sustain other things, right? In this picture, it goes from something so small and insignificant to something uh, so great. Amen. And this is the thought. I'm going to give you the message up front, and then I'm going to try to fill it in on the backside. The message up front is, is that the good Lord above takes the incredibly impossible and makes it heavenly possible. Yeah. I'll take to go one more time. That's good. Yeah. He takes the incredibly impossible and makes it heavenly possible. Amen. He said, look at this little bitty thing here. It doesn't seem like much at all. But when I'm done with it, look at what it can do. Man would probably just say that's not very uh, that's not very worthwhile. Those things are just so small and it's so insignificant. And man would probably say, uh, wouldn't I have created it a better way, a different way? But God takes things that are incredibly impossible. Yeah, that's right. And he makes heavenly possible things happen. The scripture goes on to say there in Mark chapter 4 and verse 33. And with many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. In other words, the Bible tells us that he tried to help the people understand this. He wanted them to know what the kingdom of God was all about. Amen. He used parables so that the masses might have to figure it out. They didn't have the Holy Spirit, didn't have what we have. Uh, but he wanted them to at least get a glimpse. Uh, just a taste. It says a parable. He didn't show it to them openly. He showed it to them in a parable. He wanted a glimpse of what the kingdom of heaven was all about. And what was that glimpse? That it's mighty possible. Amen. It's much mightier than you think. He goes on and says in verse 34, But without a parable spake he not unto them, but when they were alone. Now hear this. I like this. This gets me. But when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Now, y'all know what he's talking about. They're his people. They're his children. So he didn't speak to them in parables. So tonight, I want to tell you the straight truth. He wants you to understand how much he wants to change your life. He yeah. wants you to understand directly. He's right. not trying to get around it here. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak directly yeah. to us tonight. Right. And get his message straight across to us that we understand Without a shadow of a doubt that he's done some impossible things in your life. Amen. Amen. And he's made them mildly possible. When I was a kid growing up, my favorite series of movies was the Mission Impossible series. <laughs> Tom Cruise. He was so cool. And if you haven't seen any of them or seen the old television series or any of the new ones, it's always the same thing. There's some predicament going on. Usually terrorists are involved. In which it's incredibly impossible. 
There's just no way that they can get out of that situation. There's no way. There's just, there's, it's impossible to, to save those people, to get those people out. But somehow or another, the hero, he always found a way. Right. Mm-hmm. And it became possible. Mm-hmm. Well, I want you to know he had uh, he had theatrics, he had computer graphics, he had lighting and smoke and, and flashes, and he had all these wires and all these things to help him accomplish that. But I want you to know it's the business of God yeah. to actually make the impossible possible. Amen. So tonight, I'd like to do that. Uh, I'd like to do that in four areas. Of your life. Four areas of your life. Number one, he makes the impossible possible in his provision. In his provision. Look in your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings, the sixth chapter. I'm not going to read all this sixth chapter or the seventh chapter because that's how much I have to read to get all of them. But I want you to see that God makes the impossible possible. In his provision. Yes. Now you say, preacher, will you change direction from the first two nights? No, I did not. Let me tell you why I did not change direction. You'll learn that the first night we said that there is a race that needs to be finished. God's looking for somebody who can complete it. Yep. And then last night, we went a little further with that and said it's a challenge. It's difficult. How are you going to be the one out of the ten? How in the world uh, will you finish this thing uh, if it's so challenging? How can we make it across that finish line? I want you to know he will make it. Amen. 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 The Bible tells us in the second Kings 6th chapter, starting around the 24th verse. I'm not going to read it uh, because it would take us uh, all night long. But the Bible does tell us about the city of Samaria being encamped around by the Syrian army. The Syrian army couldn't get through the gates and get inside the city. So they said, you know what? We'll just starve them to death. We'll just uh, encamp around them. Or we'll put up a barrier all the way around them. And they won't be able to come out of the gates for fear that we'll come in. And so we'll have this all blocked off. And on top of that, uh, there's a famine going on in the land. So when the food inside the city begins to run out, it becomes a dangerous place. They don't have enough provision. Are you hearing me? They don't have enough provision. The the Bible is to tell you how serious it is. The Bible says in the 25th uh, verse that they would buy a donkey's head for 80 pieces of silver. If you take into account some factors there, that could be as much as $300 in today's terminology. $300 for a donkey's head. You say, well, if you're hungry, I guess you need whatever. It also says that they would buy about a pint, I don't know until a pint lands and ice cream comes in, nearly fill that thing up with some dove's dung. Y'all know what that is. And they pay nearly $20 for it. It was a hopeless situation. Y'all yeah. don't get my point here. I want you to understand it was an impossible situation. There's some scripture there that goes on and tells about these two women that both had a child. And one woman said to the other woman, Today let's cook your son and pull him and we'll eat him. And tomorrow we'll eat my son. To me, that sounds like a desperate situation. Amen. As a matter of fact, one mother gets mad because she did it. And then the other lady went and hit her son. I'm telling you, that's an impossible place to be. 
right. You may not have ever been at a place where you needed God that much. I have. I know what it's like not to have. I know what it's like, like to not have enough. Yeah. The Bible then tells us that the prophet shows up on the scene and Elisha tells them about this time tomorrow. All that, all that stuff you ain't going to be buying because you're going to be buying uh, really fine grain and you're going to be buying really fine flour for about 120 times less the price of the dough. Mm -hmm. Think about that. That's impossible. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, about this time, impossible. Except God says it's possible. Yeah, amen. Because you see, that Syrian army was sitting out there camping. They had all the food that they needed. They had enough food to take care of a whole army. Think about it. They had to have enough provision because they weren't near their home or near the, So they had to have provisions on provisions. And here they are stacked up in their tents. And all of a sudden, they begin to hear this mighty sound as if a host of chariots was crashing down on them. And they just take off running. Yeah. They just drop everything. And there are these four leper guys who are starving death outside the city and says, well, we might as well go uh, beg for them. We're going to die if we stay here. And so they walk in and there ain't nobody there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, That's yeah. all of a sudden there's provision. Right. Yeah. Do you realize that God has provision for you? Yes. Yeah. He takes the impossible. Amen. And he makes it possible. He says, no, that's just a small thing for me. Anybody ever had a need? Anybody have yes. Anybody? Come on, be honest. I didn't take longer. Y'all don't talk back to me. Amen. I'm just telling you tonight, did God meet it? Yes. Amen. Every time he has met my need. I've told this story many times. Y'all know uh, the, the medical condition that my middle son had and, and the challenges that we went through. There was a time I was going to have to miss some work and, and I really didn't need to miss work. I already missed a bunch of work. And it's healthy. It's all this bad stuff. And, and, and like I know that I need to be with my wife at the hospital and helping her and taking care of her and him. But I also need to provide. I need provision. And it seems impossible to me. I don't have enough money to pay the bills. And all of a sudden, what seemed impossible to Brian, to God, was a little bitty thing. Yeah. Yes, amen. And all of a sudden, yeah. I got an electric payment for six months. Just happened. All of a sudden, some friends show up and said, Lord, put this on our heart and give it to Two weeks of my paycheck, y'all heard me say for To the penny. Let's see, Lord. Two weeks. You know how long I thought was going to have to be here? Two weeks. Did they know that? No. Did the Lord? Hallelujah, yes. Amen. He's a possible God yes. in an impossible Amen. world. Amen. The Bible tells us that he makes impossible possible in his strength. And I want you to know right here, you can just camp out and just preach a whole week long series on how God over and over and over and over and over, y'all getting it? And over and over uh, will show up and show his strength. I can preach on the walls of Jericho. Yeah. Impossible, but possible with God. I could preach, I could, I could just pick, you just go anywhere in the scripture and all of a sudden you will see God's mighty hand. That's right. Taking care of his people mm -hmm. over and over and over again. If you look in 2 Kings in the 6th chapter, but back up to verse 8. Mm -hmm. We mentioned this in the first night. You got Elisha. 
And he's telling on that king, and all of a sudden that king's mad at him because his army keeps getting called up, and they know exactly where he is. They know where the war is going to happen, where it's moving. And finally that king says, I can't get to them unless I take care of Elisha. So he takes his whole army, surrounds the city. Here it is again. That's impossible. Let's read some of that. Let's read. Uh, look at verse 15, chapter 6, 2 Kings. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servants said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? What are we going to do? We're in trouble. We don't have the ability to take on this army. We don't have the ability to fight. We don't have the ability to do anything. We're dead men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Things get out of your control. Things get out of your hand. Brother Roland, I believe you know what it's like to walk. Anybody's been through a, a, a condition of health. It gets out of you. And all of a sudden, you don't have enough strength anymore. And you don't have the ability to fix it. And you don't have the ability to solve it. And you say, what are we going to do? And you go to God and say, God, I don't have nobody else to turn to. And this is an impossible situation. And then God shows up on the scene. Yes, oh, let's go further there. Let's read that. That's too good. Verse 16, and he answered, Fear not. I love it. Oh, how the word gives us what we need when we need it. Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Amen. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Mm -hmm. Tonight, I just would ask for just a moment, I wish some of your eyes yeah. could be open to understand that he's a good, loving Savior and that he makes the impossible possible. And now you're saying, preacher, we're here. Uh, we, we, know, we, we know that. We, we've heard it. We've listened to it. We're the good ones, you know. We're still here in the middle of the week after you stepped all over our toes the first two nights. We, we know it. But can I tell you that there is more possible yeah. in right. your life yeah. than you have realized is possible. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Now, y'all just stay with me just a minute. There's more things possible in Victory Baptist Church than's happened in it so far. Yeah. There's more possible in all the years of its history in the future than is in behind it. Why? The mustard grain seed. Because he said, this is how kingdom of heaven it works. This is how I want you to understand me. This is what I want you to get a hold of. I can do more if you just let me do more. Yeah. Yes, amen. And so the scripture tells us there that his eyes were opened. And he began to see. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Now, I want you to see something there. I want you to see something real closely. It's not just that they were there. It's not that they were on fire or majorly uh, mighty and strong. It's not just that they filled up the mountains. But I want you to know tonight, they were there to surround one man. They were there for Elisha. Can I tell you tonight? 
He loves you as much as he loves you. Know, he knows what you're going through as much as right. he's, he's taking care of Brother Roll. He just circled him up. I believe if the Lord opened up your eyes, we would know that God has been taking care yeah. of you. Amen. That good report they got, I praise the Lord for that. Why? Amen. Because Lord showing that it seemed impossible. And the doctor said, probably, I just don't think this will happen. And the doctor said, he'll never come out of it. But God says, I make all things possible. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is this baby with all, with, with all things with God are possible. Mm -hmm. When we get him on our side, all things become possible. Next, I want you to see that he makes the impossible possible. And I like this one. In his restoration. Back in Mark, in the fifth chapter, you don't have to turn there if you don't want to. Jesus lands the ship. When he lands the ship, they land in a place called the Gadarenes. Now I may camp here for just a moment. I'm trying to work because I want to make sure I get all this in. Chapter 5, Mark, verse 1 says, And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship immediately, there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. I want to stop right there for just a minute, if I might. Uh, sometimes when we read this story, I, I don't know, this may be just Brian talking. You know, y'all just bear with me just for a minute. But sometimes what we do is, is we just isolate it to this unique case of this man being possessed by these demons. And because he's possessed by some demons and they're cast into these pigs, we don't, we don't know how uh, that that relates to us, right? Because we don't see ourselves being demon-possessed. Amen? Yeah. Right. No, I, none of y'all started telling me if you were or not. So I'm just going to guess you're probably like me. Probably like, just, that don't happen. That, that don't happen to me. Uh, that, 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 that's something that's far away. That's, that's just about a miracle that Jesus did. And he just was able to control and command them. But I want you to read what the scripture says. It says that he was he was filled with an unclean spirit. Yeah. Now, have you, any of you ever done anything that might be considered by God to be unclean? Oh, yeah. We call that sin. Yeah. Amen. So, so, so we all bring that audible alone. Um, yeah. I got you. I know. Uh huh. Me too. Yeah. Amen. So, so that, that sin is a real thing, right? Yeah. We understand our sin. We understand that there are things in our lives that we're working on. God's working on with us. And, and we know that we're born sinners. I'm not saying if you got sin in your life, that means that you got demons in your life. But I will say this, that, that somebody who has sin in their life, that becomes a repetitive nature of sin in their right. life, that comes about a change of behavior that makes them act differently than they once acted before. That causes them to live a different life than they were intended to live. In a place where they were not intended to live in. This man, uh, the Bible tells us that he was just out of his mind, uncontrolled. And they couldn't get a hold of him. But he had moved in uh, to the cemetery with the dead people. Yeah. He was living with a bunch of dead people. Are y'all with me on this? Yeah. Uh, can I say to you, we probably might can identify 
some people, maybe not us specifically, but maybe some people that we know that something has got a hold of their life and has got them so bound up that it's turned them into somebody else that they're not. They've lost their family. They've lost their jobs. They seem to have lost their minds. I don't know about you, but we have a major problem with drugs in this country yeah. and in the world probably, but I know where we live, it's a major issue. It takes families and tears them apart. Yeah. It puts them over here. And they do things that you think, that, that just wouldn't be them. They just wouldn't have done that before. I'm not saying that they're demon possessed, but I'm saying they got a whole lot common with this guy. Yeah. Amen? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're demon possessed. They might be. But I'm saying they got a whole lot common with him. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you know what the story is, right? The story is, he lands, they speak, Jesus says, come out of here. That's a good moment. Yeah. It's sad that no man could tame him. No man could do anything with him. He would break the fetters and chains and things that they tried to tie him up with. He would cut himself and they could do nothing about it. That's an impossible situation. Do you know, I know some family members that I have who I'd say right now are in some impossible situations. Their minds are gone. Burnt by this world. By the drugs and things that they've taken. Y'all know anybody like that? Yeah. yeah. Come on, church. Do, do we know yeah. anybody yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that is bound up by the devil? Yes. We got any people, any family members, any neighbors, anybody around this church within a 10-mile radius who probably are not far from who that man is? Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Sounds like impossible. Yeah. But then Jesus speaks. Aren't you glad when Jesus yes, Aren't you glad when <laughs> Aren't you glad when he spoke to you? You was bound up in chains and into sin. You was bound up headed for hell, ready to bust it wide open, but he spoke to you. Listen, the Bible tells us that Jesus spoke to this man. And he spoke to those demons, and those demons come out into those swine, and the swine went over the cliff. But then it says that he began to put on clothes. He began to act in his right mind. The townsfolk uh, began to talk about it. They began to come up. They come up and they said, what happened? That guy, he's been crazy forever. And they said, this man named Jesus spoke to him. And he made those pigs. They just run off, jumped off in that water. But now he's right. Everything's good with his life. He's scared the townsfolk. They told Jesus, we don't need you here. Get on your boat. Y'all got to get this. This is so good. Y'all read this story. I don't have time to read it all. Jesus steps into the boat. And the crazy man says, I'm going with you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going with you. And Jesus says to him, Go home. Go home. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Go home. Yeah. Go back to your friends. Go back to your family. I'm fixing to preach, but I, well, anybody yeah. had to preach, and I'll do it. Because this is what I know about my love and Savior. Yeah. This is what I know about my God. Amen. That He can take an impossible situation right. where somebody's bound up in sin, bound yeah. up in chains. He can set them free. He can send them home and restore yeah. them to their families. Amen. Do you know there's some people right now been praying for some kids? Yeah. I hear it all the time. Pray for my kids. Pray for my grandkids. Pray for my niece, my nephew, my aunt, my uncle. Do you know what that is? That's some people that need to be restored. That's somebody that needs a miracle yeah, in their life. Amen. That's somebody that looks impossible to the world, but God says, just bring it to me. Yeah. He said, all you who are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take 
imagine he sung that in the white tail? Can you see him walking? Listen to me, let's start. <laughs> Woo! Can you see him walking in the town? And yeah. the people start looking at him. So, isn't that that crazy guy? Yeah. What's up with him? He's got clothes on. He's coming back in. Can you imagine? Can you imagine just for a moment? There's a little boy. He's down in the grass. He's playing with his toys. And he looks up. Where's my daddy? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. What's he doing? Can you imagine as he runs off to mama? Says, Mama, you ain't gonna believe this. I see Daddy and he's headed this way. Yeah. And he's in his front line. And he's got clothes on all the stuff that's going yes. on. Amen. Right. Let somebody listen tonight. Somebody tonight knows yeah. somebody yeah. that needs a touch from that Savior. Amen. Amen. Mission impossible. It's possible. Yes. It's possible. Brother Wayne, I got to thank it. All night long after that message last night, we're going out of 10, Lord. I, yeah. I want to be faithful. Yeah. I want to be the one. Yeah. But Lord, I'm a little bit worried about it. I'm a little bit nervous, Lord. I want to be found faithful to you. He said, that may be impossible with you. Yeah. <laughs> but with me. Yeah. Yes, amen. It's possible. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm gonna give you one more. We can go on now. On that home. Bless him, Lord. And listen tonight. There's gonna be a time of prayer. Yeah. There's gonna be a time of prayer. And you may be down here for for yourself. You may need to come get saved. You you may be down here because you you need the strength of the Lord to help you through the stripes. The, the trial that you're going through, you may come down tonight uh, because uh, you just need him to touch you one more time. But I can imagine that every one of us could come down. Yes. Amen. Because there's somebody we know that needs to be restored. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, I've been telling this at the church now for some time. And I may have mentioned it to you, but if I did, you just have to hear it one more time. I've been telling them, I'll be one. If you'll be two. This preacher, what are you talking about? I'll be one if you'll be two. Well, the book of Matthew tells us that if two agree on anything yeah. in him, yeah. he will answer it. Right. I'll be one tonight. <laughs> Hey, listen, somebody will get a miracle. Wow. So, preacher, that's a big thing to say. Not for my God, it's not. No. Mm -hmm. Not for my God, it's not. Mm -hmm. I'll be one. If you'll be two. Mm -hmm. I'll pray believing in Him. Yeah. Trusting in Him to set them free. To get them out of that bondage that they're in. Yeah. I'll pray. You're lost tonight. Think the Lord won't save you. I believe you will. <coughs> I'll be one. Yeah. If you'll come with me too. Mm -hmm. Somebody yeah. might be in a financial hardship, Brother King. Right. God bless you, brother. I'm going to preach some truth right here. Boy, the Lord will take care of that for you. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible tells me that his storehouses are full. He has an infinite amount of provision for you. If he has to bring a thundering herd of chariots down to the store and run them all off so that you don't get what you need, that's what he can do. 
Or he uses people. I'll be willing. If you'll be too. Yeah. He makes the impossible possible. Y'all have to pray. Y'all have to pray because it's too good. Not because it's hard. He makes the impossible possible. Yeah. In his mercy and in his forgiveness. The book of John, the eighth chapter tells a story of a woman caught in the act of adultery. It doesn't give them all about it. Matter of fact, it says she's caught in the very I'd like to ask the question, where's the fellow? But we won't go there tonight. What we will say is this, she deserved the judgment that they described. They brought her to him because they wanted to catch him. But the truth still remained in what they said. She deserved to be stoned by the law. She deserved to be stoned by the law. You know the story. You know what they say. But I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something that the Lord showed me. I'm going to read it to you because I don't want you to miss it. And if you need to pay attention at any point in the message, this is the time. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. We might stop there just for a moment and say, what would they have caught me in? If you just stop for just a moment and said, if they had caught me at my worst, stay with me all over the house. If they said, I caught them right at the worst point in their life, the worst decision, the one that they wished more than anything else, they could take it back. Yeah. If they caught you in that act, would you be guilty? Would you deserve the punishment, dear? Would you deserve what you got? Let's see more. I would. And more. And they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Listen to verse 5. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Some of y'all missed something right there in that scripture. There's a word called such. Did y'all see that word such? Look back at that word right there real quickly. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. Do you know what they did just then? They took her out of it. What I'm saying to you is, is that she wasn't important to them anymore. What I'm saying to you is, is that what they were really concerned about was, was their own agendas, and she did not mean anything to them. Can I tell you, if push comes to shove, 
and somebody had to feed their family and take it away from you, they probably take it away from you to feed their family. That's what people do. They're going to put themselves first, and they're going to put you last. That's what's wrong with the world. Here's a great news flash for you. Everything that's wrong in the world is because man puts himself first and doesn't put God anywhere. Amen. 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 I, I, just for a moment, I, that's a side note. I can just run that. Just ahead. for a moment. Just for a side note. If you want to look at your friends that are lost and say, why in the world do they act the way they do? They're putting themselves first. Yeah. And when you put yourself first, you put yourself in the place of God. Yeah. That's what you do. Right. Yeah. Remember what happened to the children of Israel? They quit falling after God and they said, we want a king. Yeah. Let us decide who will rule over us. Yeah. That's been our problem ever since. Since, since it come in, that's been the problem. Yeah. Eve was tempted by the fruit because she wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen yeah. to what God said. Yeah. She desired it. And, that, and I'm just telling you, we put ourselves first. So they say in the scripture that such should be stoned. And that's really all they care about you. But what sayest thou? Verse 6. This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stood down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. And when there's been a lot of speculation, what was Jesus writing? I've heard it said probably their sins. I don't know. He could have started with a, you know, that'd been, been really good, right? He could have started, because it says that when they left, they started with the oldest. And they left. So he could have picked out that guy and started right. What if he started writing about you? Probably wrote that first thing and then put comma. Yeah. Yeah. Comma. Yeah. Uh, I can run out of room. Comma. Blessing. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Got one with me? Some of y'all. Some of y'all don't understand the English. Ask the English people. They'll tell you what that meant. <laughs> so when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast first cast a stone. Now, this is so good. There was somebody there who qualified. Yeah. You who is without sin, cast the first. Stone. There was somebody who qualified. His name is Jesus. He was actually qualified to cast the stone at her. He should have cast the stone at her. He should have cast all the stones at her. He could have said, hey, old Mount Horeb over there, come over and fall on her. And she would have been deserving of it. But his mercy is miraculously possible because of his love. We deserve death. We deserve hell. We deserve the grave. We deserve more than that. We deserve eternity of it. But he didn't cast the stone. Yes, amen. We would have cast it. Yeah. We would have cast the stone. And again, he stood down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted of their own conscience, 
went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst, when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? And she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. I want you to know there's a miracle of forgiveness. Right. Yes. We did not deserve right. it. Amen. Right. Amen. We yes. didn't deserve it. Man would have said it have to be punished. Man would have said it's impossible just to let her go. You can't let her go. She did it. She called her. I know you don't want to do it, but you got to do it. And Jesus says, with man it's impossible. But with me, I can forgive. I can forgive. And I can pay for it. Amen. See, he didn't stop there. He should have cast a stone. He should have cast a stone at each one of us. We should have been guilty. Right. We should have died. Yep. Right. Nobody was worthy on earth. Nobody was worthy on earth. There was not an angel in heaven that was worthy. And Jesus said, Father, I'll go. Yeah. Send me. I'll pay the price yeah. that they cannot pay. When I could not go to where he was, he came to me. Yeah. Listen, I want you to know the greatest mission yeah. possible story ever was when Jesus went on the rescue mission yeah. that he might reach down for an old sinner boy who was dying, heading for hell, had no hope, had no chance. Yeah. And Jesus said, I'll save you. It looked impossible, but I made it possible. Amen. Yes, amen. That's the greatest story. That's the greatest story that he saved each one of us when we were unworthy. Yeah. Listen, he's done so much for you. We, we don't realize. We just get caught up in the things of this world. We get caught up in the business of life and we start missing the fact that he's made the impossible possible over and over and over again. You got up this morning breathing air. Yeah. A miracle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A miracle. Man's tried to duplicate life. He cannot do it. He cannot do it. Why? Because God says, I make the impossible possible. Mm -hmm. Not you. He came on a great rescue mission to save me from the hand of the devil. I've heard some mighty stories of conversion of people's lives. I was born in a Christian house. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Yes. Thank the Lord. I, I didn't have that story. Some of you may have that story. I know some of your stories. Some of you were rescued. He reached way down his hand. Pulled you out of the miry clay. Matthew chapter 19. I'm going to close with this scripture. Verses 23 and 24 start talking about a rich man and him getting into heaven and how hard it is. Y'all know the whole eye of the camel. Eye of the needle and the camel trying to fit through it and that don't work. Verse 25 says, When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? If those rich men had got it all figured out, they, 
They've got ability and they've got means and they have all this. If they can't be saved, then who can be saved? 26 says, but Jesus beheld them with men. This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. Yes, amen. That's good. Tonight, tonight, this house to me is probably full of saved people, but there might be just one in the house. Yeah. Just one in the house who really isn't sure, who does not know whether or not that they're going to make it to heaven. Can I tell you, it's impossible for me to let you know for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it is very possible for him to let you know for sure. Yeah. You can have assurance. Right. You can have it. You can have assurance and know. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to doubt. You ain't got to have a halfway in kind of mentality. You can be all the way in. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, amen. You can have it. Amen. Tonight. Some of you, some of you do have. Some things, some burdens, some things that seem impossible in your life. Some of you have those things right, right now. It's impossible for me to take care of those things for you. But it is very possible for this God, the one true God, to take care of it for you. Some of you have family members right now that are out in the world. Begging, please bring them back. Begging, please save them. Begging, please. Tonight, tonight, listen to me right now. Tonight, I'll be one if you'll be two. All things are impossible with man. How can anyone be saved? But all things are possible. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Amen. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. Maybe you just want to come thank him tonight. You just want to come tell him thank you. I just want to draw close to you. I just want to feel the spirit of revival well up within me. You stood up there and said your heart was fluttering and you jumped around and you won't stand still and you you run out I want to feel what the preacher feels. Yeah, that's I want you to feel it too. It's impossible for me to give you what I got here. And I'd rather not give it up. <laughs> yeah. But it's possible for God to fill you up. Yeah. yeah. It's possible for God to hit your heart so strong yes. that you quit worrying about what everybody else thinks about you. Right. You quit worrying about what this world's got going on. And you just say, Lord, I give it to you. I give you my all. I just want to be filled with you. You can have it tonight. It's possible. Amen. The question is, is whether you'll get in the way. Let it see it. With man, it is impossible. You're all hearing the problem here, right? With man, it is impossible. So with man, it will not happen if we get in the way. With man, it will be undone if we don't let him do the work. With God, all things. Come get a verse of song. Stand with us all in the house.
Brother, you 